This is my first time doing the intro. Well, welcome to Rational-ish, folks. This is a very special episode. Because Morgan's not here, thank God. Nerd. And we have a very special guest who's been elevated to co-host in Morgan's absence. Yes! His name's Johnny Pickett. He's a musician. He's a composer. Uh, He's an OG friend from uh, way back when. So what are we talking about today? You made an album and you didn't just, uh, we want to talk about the, well, give some context for the premise of the album is number of songs, when it's going to drop, where people can listen to it. And then we'll talk about one specific song from that album and the backstory there. So yeah, what's your album, what's your album called? So the album's called Made in China. It's been being released uh, single by single, track by track for the last year. And the last track is coming out on May 19th. I don't know when this is getting released, but uh, you can listen to the whole album anywhere you listen to music online. But we're also doing a physical release in the summer, uh, most likely early August. And going to do a big show, come out if you're around L.A. It's going to be part art gallery of all the album covers that Oscar Pearson did and part uh, performance of the album. We're just going to play through the album, which will be crazy because I've never done that. I've never even listened through the whole album, honestly, like song for song. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of a bit about it there. So... How many songs are on that? The eight songs. Okay. And yeah. why is it called Made in China? It's called Made in China because I wrote it while I was living in China. And uh, I was living in Nanjing for a year. And uh, yeah, all these characters kept coming up um, in the t- from the town I lived in kind of historical characters and personal characters to me about my time there. And um, yeah, that's kind of why it's called Made in China. That is why it's called Made in China. Who are the characters uh, in the songs? Like historical characters, people you know? Yeah, so I should say the album as as a whole is kind of a reflection on death uh because kind of all these characters that's i've i've realized that after writing everything is the thing that ties them all together is kind of this idea of death um the first song is chiang kai-shek who was the president of the republic of china in the early 20th century and he lost china and essentially um China was split in two. He went to Taiwan. Taiwan is now Taiwan. And the communists took the mainland. And now that is the communist China we have come to know. 
And then the second one is Song Mei Ling, his wife, um, who ended up, she was one of the most powerful women in the world, essentially, and uh, studied in America, spoke fluent English. Um, her, she and her three sisters were like these crazy powerful women. And one of her sisters ended up siding with the communists. And obviously she moved, went to Taiwan with her husband and another one moved to New York city. So I ended up going to New York city because Song Mei Ling, the same girl ended up going to New York city. She died there in New York and her graves in New York. So I wrote that song and then went and visited her grave. And I don't know. Should I walk through every song? Sure. Okay. I haven't done that for anyone else. So, uh, the next one, uh, what was the next one? Next one is Song Qingling, uh, which is Song Meiling's sister, who became a communist and became uh, like a, a somewhat kind of. She was called like a president of China, but it was kind of like a honorary doctorate title kind of thing so she ended up becoming this major figure in communist china while song mailing became this major figure in taiwan you know sisters and they like pretty much never talked to each other again after the war and when i say the war i mean world war ii and the chinese civil war there's a lot of information i haven't realized that do you want to wrangle okay uh yeah um i believe the next one was joshua wong um joshua wong or actually no wong nun was the next one so wong nun was this kid who uh went to tiananmen square in the 90s uh in 1989 sorry and he was shot down by chinese police uh trying to take pictures of the protests and uh, his mom's not allowed to mourn his death um, because of the circumstances surrounding it. The CCP is very sensitive to these kinds of things. So I wrote like an Arhu kind of base piece my Chinese friend played uh, to kind of mourn him. And yeah, um, next one was Joshua Wong who is kind of a current version of Wang Nun in some ways. Um, but he's a, he's a major figure in the Hong Kong democracy movement. And he's been exiled and jailed. And like, yeah, he's like, he's like younger than us, huh? Yeah. He's like 24. Yeah. Dudes. Yeah. Those Hong Kong activists are incredibly brave. They are. It's like a literal David and Goliath situation you know really is um it's crazy it's seriously crazy and um yeah things still are developing there and with covid covid kind of stomped on the news surrounding hong kong so uh china moved in pretty fast and replaced a lot of its leaders and um slowly just kind of making it their own you know right yeah um yeah on to the uh, next song next song i believe is desmond and the hills of puko 
that was about a friend of mine who after uh we made a ep together he like produced it and played a lot of the instruments on it he ended up passing away while i was in taiwan and um that song is kind of about um this time i lived next to a graveyard in china like an ancient burial site and then nanjing as you might know is like famous for the nanking massacre so the, i was just surrounded by death constantly and down the street was um a bridge that is known as like the place of the most suicides in the world um and we had a student at the school i was working at who was suicidal and i think that's one reason why all these songs end up being tied to death is because i think it was just on my mind a lot while i was uh there and still on my mind a lot um and this song for desmond was kind of this idea when i was going through these chinese graveyards of kind of asking where these people are and asking where desmond is now that they're gone and kind of being like i guess they're all just uh in the same place wherever they are and i don't really know what that is and kind of like trying to accept the not knowing um yeah and then uh yeah yeah so um i'm trying to be more i would have been more succinct if i knew i was walking through all of the songs here but uh well, i think there's just two more right there's the um yeah so mini Vautrin, uh she was this is a good lead-in yeah to john raba which is why i made the album that way all right uh Minnie Vautrin was in Nanking during the Nanking massacre and she helped um set up uh the safety zone as well and she saved a bunch of people's lives and um kind of like yelled down like Japanese troops to like you know stick to like the rules and stuff even though that wasn't for the most part not done but she helped save uh tons and tons of people's lives she was a missionary there but she was also a teacher and this other stuff. So that kind of leads into John Raba, who was also in Nanjing, Nanking. And uh, John played an instrumental role in setting up the safety zone in Nanjing because he was a Nazi and he used that status to, uh, you know, be able to negotiate with the Japanese. So he put up swastika flags so that the Japanese wouldn't bomb uh hit that area um yeah so he's an incredible figure he's that he's su supposedly it saved two hundred thousand lives um through this safety zone that he and some others set up and after the war he kind of had no place in the world because he was a nazi obviously so the allies were like not down and uh, he had betrayed Germany by, you know, helping the Chinese ultimately. Even though there was some relation between German, China, Chinese armies before. Anyway, kind of had no place in the world. Had a really sad death. And um, 
he's a he's like an Oscar Schindler in a lot of ways, um, but kind of never never received the same kind of fame. There was a a Rob Schneider movie with about him a while ago, but uh, you don't see a lot of stuff with him in it. And I think mostly there's a couple reasons for that. One is he honestly this i was talking to uh my friend richard about this the other day i think one reason is that he didn't save like white people i don't know that might have been one reason why down the pipeline he wasn't as you know revered he's super revered in china obviously but uh yeah it's very strange because he's an incredible person incredible human it's like but uh he just gets the shaft and it's so funny writing this song and releasing the song because i'm sending out emails and promotion stuff and people like don't want to touch it you know and it's funny seeing his legacy even trying to continue his legacy right now as me as like a nobody artist and people being like "Ooh, bit sensitive man sorry you know and you're like what <laughs> like i have to deal with it like the stuff john dealt with like he couldn't have a life because of this and now it's like it's still taboo which is crazy because no one wants to read between the lines and well i should say read into it and find out that he was like this incredible hero you know you're saying that people are dissuaded from promoting or uh or um amplifying this song through their channel because this guy was a nazi and then they think that people will misinterpret that as being some sort of pro-nazi like message yeah i guess so like i think i told you you know i won't obviously say the name but like this you know friend who's been really supportive and has a large following we were gonna you know do a something together for the release and uh, after I sent him the the track, he's like, I "Can't, I'm sorry, I can't. This is political content. I can't really, uh, I can't post it." It's like, what? <laughs> it's like that's crazy, you know. That it's like, I don't know. It's just it's if anything, it's brought me more into the like the the peculiarity and like just kind of tragedy that is john's story in a lot of ways you know yeah um i think it's a really interesting moment for art in general because i think right now it's a really good time for art that pushes certain boundaries but then if you try to push other boundaries it's like not as um uh flourishing of a time for art right so like if they were to make a biopic on uh john raba would that be recognized at the academy awards if it let's say it was really well done and it was by you know a really acclaimed director and and just well put together right like would the content of it just be a little too much for people to be able to handle you know like the nuance of it right yeah yeah i don't know and like the reality we do that stuff happens all the time you know there was like this uh 
Oscar Isaac movie about the Armenian genocide and it got totally stomped on apparently because of politics, you know, um, no one ever really heard about it. Like, even if it wasn't like a great movie, it's like got like the guy from star Wars in it and somehow it goes under, it's like, no one really hears about it. You know what I'm And Christian Bale. And Christian Bale. Yeah. It's like, how do those two people make a movie and like, no one hears about it. You know, I just, I heard about it. I just heard it wasn't very good. And that didn't have anything to do with the politics, but I, I'll have to watch it and decide. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. I don't know. The promise but, um, it's called. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, overall, <clears throat> this, these tracks, I feel like I'm honestly, I'm, I like, I, I just laid out like way too much the junk i was not very succinct yeah tmi tmi man that's i'm gonna call my pack i'm gonna make a podcast called tmi i think that what i think what i think is beautiful about the project um is that it it restores the the dignity to some of these people that was taken from powerful um with the people that held power you know by by powerful governments that wanted to stamp out their voices and so i think for me the best kind of political art is the stuff that gives voice to the powerless you know and the forgotten and gives them restores their dignity in their names you know um so i think that's what appeals to me about the project one of the things that appeals to me about the project um i think that uh i think a lot of times especially in america we're only motivated by things that can show results or that we can point to as productive and so you know if i can go and volunteer at a food kitchen and feed 200 people that's an act of love but it's also a very like productive love where i can point to and be like i fed 200 people tonight you know and that was great but going to a cemetery in tijuana that nobody ever goes to that's just filled with people who lived and died poor and the children of people who lived and died poor and praying over those graves is also act of love in living out the gospel. But um, we don't have any kind of framework for, for doing those types of things because we feel like it's unproductive. And what's the point? This person's died and they're gone. What's the yeah. point of writing a song to try to remember them if, if they're gone, you know? And some of the irony of that is it comes from, you know, what they call the Protestant work ethic. It's like this productivity line, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure you could, you know, not to just pick on America, but I'm sure you could export that to other cultures. But the point is that um, I think this is part of what a good art is supposed to do is um, to restore dignity and give voice to those who have been forgotten um and just to kind of demonstrate that their life has deep meaning and is and is meaningful for us and and to god if if god is something that um 
I don't know. I was going to say that you believe him, but it doesn't necessarily matter <laughs> whether or not you believe in God um, in that respect. So yeah. I just think that, um, yeah. So that's what uh, draws me to the project and to the kind of meditation on death. I don't necessarily think that, um, I don't really, I think that part of what's, what's great about the album is that it, the content is at times sad and despondent, but the actual kind of like instrumentation is very engaging and lively. And, you know, there's a lot going on and it's bright and, and the juxtaposition of those is, is really interesting. Yeah. I didn't really want to make, yeah, it is bright. And I, I think that's a part of me I can't really suppress um because john robba's story is like the darkest story here maybe wang Nan, you know but um that like you said a, a a little thing where it's like what these people mean to me and that is kind of what all this the project is it's like these people will net like i left a note on song mei ling's grave which is like crazy to me because she was like one of the most powerful women in the world and her story like helps me process like my story and i don't know if i necessarily like there everyone in this in this album it's like their story just affected me so deeply i couldn't do anything but like write that you know it's like it's like when you hear it's like when you watch a movie like a terrence malick film and you're like you you come out of the theater you're like i have to be I want to make movies now, even though, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's like these people's stories were like so unbelievably, uh, I don't want moving is like kind of a cliche, but really it's just like, like just crazy. Like you just realize you think your life is like in just a mess. And then you start hearing these stories and you're like, dude, like life is just so unbelievably messy you know um john rabba saves two hundred thousand people's lives talk about an act of love dude just gets just trashed you know thrown to the side you know it's just like it's wild it's it's like truly wild i don't know yeah um well, before we play this song at the end of this episode, do you want to uh, get some shout outs for some of the other um, instrumentalists who uh, contributed to the Oh, the yeah, dude. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to Jeff Grant out in North Carolina. Plays E-Bass. Absolutely kills it. Shout out to Charlie Wine and on drums out in Los Angeles. Shout out to Gareth Quinn Redmond playing strings out in Dublin, Ireland. Shout out to Micah Valdez singing her heart out out in Riverside, California. Shout out to Jason Bercy saxing it up out in Orange County, California. Um, did I, I think that's shout out to Daniel Herrera, Trump and Trumpy it, trumpeting it up. You can't say Trump and it up now that that died. 
absolutely trumpeting it up. Uh, just killed it. Everyone on this track killed it, and it's only good because of the other people and not me. <laughs> um, yeah, if I have to say anything more about it, uh, I love it, and I love these songs, and I know that if I love it, maybe someone else will love it, you know? What are some ways that people can uh, support your music? Uh, well, like you, yeah, so music is the music is everywhere. You can listen to music, Spotify, Apple Music, all this, all the streaming platforms. But uh, obviously, the main way you can contribute is the Patreon. Patreon is a website that helps build uh, artists by subscribing for like a dollar a month just to support the artists in making art and making things that's easily the best way to help uh, and support but uh honestly if you just i'm doing a tour in the summer if you're somewhere in california or tijuana we might go to colorado might go to utah uh trying to make it happen you hear about a show you see it on social media and you want to scroll by maybe just think about you know popping in pop your head or even sending a text being like hey i don't want to go but good luck that means a lot that means a ton there you have it there you have it uh so how do people look you up on patreon if they want to do that just i'd just google johnny pickett patreon it'll come up i think i'm the only johnny pickett on patreon okay there you have it well johnny with no h johnny with no h that's right yeah we got rid of that thanks for coming on talking about your music when's the album drop again uh the physical album will come out we'll say august 1st uh, John Raba comes out on May 19th. And without further ado, here's John Raba by Johnny Pickett. John Raba was a man inside the safety zone, all alone, far from home, saw the bone.